0: Hey, auditors, we are just getting ready to get started. We will have a post show for you today. Jamie's off running to get some coffee. And I don't know what we're talking about in the post show today. We'll see where it goes. I right now. Say hi to the auditors. Hi. I I told them we will have a post show for them today, at least a few minutes, but I don't know what it's about. We'll see what we'll see where we end up. Okay. Uh, Oh, I know something I can talk about. God, don't let me forget to talk about our visit to the World Equestrian Center. I I think it seems like 12 years ago. It was only two days ago. I got to talk about that. Which Wait, was,
1: hold on. Sorry, hold on. I just got a message. I didn't hear what you said. Somebody's ignoring you. Hold on.
0: And that's not unusual.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: Oh, we're, World Question <laughs> Center. I gotta talk about that. We did the trip. We did the tour.
1: Oh, write that down to talk about. Yeah,
0: I'm, I just wrote it down. Seems like a week ago, but it was only a couple days. What's happened between now and then? All right, here we go going live this is the horse radio network what a beautiful day for
2: horses in the morning You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it.
0: Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida.
1: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 16th, episode 2392, brought to you by Kemen. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday
2: is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. Huh? I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek.
0: You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me.
1: Happy Monday.
0: we're going to try and make uh, this Monday as happy as it can be for you by providing some quality entertainment here on Horses in the Morning. Uh, Before we get started, I just wanted to say that we're continuing coverage on Corona on our Facebook page in the morning and night. I'm doing a blog post in the morning and then in the evenings, most nights, we're doing a Facebook Live. Tonight at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, I have Dr. Ryan who uh, it was a medical doctor and then went out into the real world. He was a medical doctor in the Air Force or Army, one of those two. That's where he started out. And he's going to speak to why this particular virus is much worse than the flu and dispel some other myths. Uh, he's a friend of mine, so he's coming on today. Uh, so that'll be at 5 o'clock on the Hidden Facebook page. You can see all the coverage on the coronavirus at horsesinthemorning.com. Just click on the Corona banner.
1: And I have a list of why children and horses need to be together. Why are horses good for children? We're going to bring that up. We're going to heal you with the information within.
0: And on today's show, we speak with Renee Daniels of Redneck Travels about some cool horsey-related trips. Yes, someday we'll be able to travel again. And we have a winner in the Gaucho Derby. We have some very special coronavirus first world equestrian problems. And Deanne from Horse Nation brings us some silliness to the show later on. For the auditors, we will have a post-show. I have no idea what we're talking about, whatever comes up. So I thought, Jamie, if you're okay with it, that with everything going on in the world that and I posted yesterday, I didn't do a serious post on my morning thing. I just said, let's talk about what we're grateful for today. And I had a ton of comments. So why don't we remind everybody every day that we're on uh, to be grateful for something and we can start our show before Daily Winnie's something we're grateful for. So I'll tell you what I'm grateful for. Yesterday, we got to go out. We're kind of self-quarantining now because of all of my health issues. But we took the horses out to Inglis Dam, which is also an island. And we got to go ride around and drive around the island. We were the only souls there. We didn't see anybody else. Uh, so that was kind of cool. We, there was no problem with social distancing on the island because it's 4,000 acres and we were the only ones.
1: You were socially distant.
0: Uh, very socially distant, but it was a lovely, beautiful day here in Florida. And what what they had done, though, is they had done burning where they burn off the undergrowth. So apparently they had done it earlier in the week, and that meant that things were still smoldering, and it was very smoky. So we went out for about an hour, but the the landscape in the jungle parts were, was surreal because it was all burnt out below And it was kind of smoky, yet it was a beautiful day. It was just surreal. It was like something out of a dystopian movie. Uh, So it was definitely an experience going out there yesterday. It was fun. We all had a good time. The horses were a little not too sure of the smell, probably. It's more than that. That's what I was
1: wondering. Were they acting a little quirky because of this? Was there smoke or just Yeah, there was still
0: some smoke around. Not, you know, tons of it, but enough that after an hour, we said, oh, we need to get out of here for the horses and our benefit. Uh, the guy with asthma, you know, riding around in the smoke filled forest. Um, but it was it was it was interesting experience to do. And uh, we usually stop for for food on the way home at a restaurant. We did not do that. So uh, that's the thing we bypassed. But it was it was fun. I'm grateful that we were able to do that yesterday. How about you?
1: Um, Gosh, what am I grateful for? I, How am I supposed to just list? Well, we have a lot thing. of shows
0: coming up. Pick one a day.
1: Uh, well, I'm, I'm, but I'm grateful for like my family. I'm grateful I can run to the grocery store. I'm going on a little like Oklahoma, trip. I haven't seen any of Oklahoma. And yeah. so we are going to go to Broken Bow, Oklahoma and stay in a cabin with um no my neighbors. brother and sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah, I, we planned this actually weeks ago before any of this nonsense started. So it's not like I'm running away. But I'm also grateful for the, I went to a movie over the weekend with my son and shockingly, there was not that many people in the theater, (laughs) but I wanted to give you a review of the movie Onward. Have you seen, uh, I don't go to real movies anymore. I only go to like cartoon movies. Um, so it's that it's Onward. It's the two teenage elf brothers. Oh,
0: I saw the trailers for it. Yeah, is it? It's it is animated, right?
1: It's animated. Yeah. yeah, it's a Disney Pixar movie, and the the two guys who play in it in our house, their name their names are Spider Man and Star Lord, because <laughs> the guy who played Spider Man plays one of the elves, and the guy who played you know Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy plays the other elf. So those are those those are the two people in it. Anyway, it was it was super cute and. Um, I, I think I did not expect what happened at the end to happen. And I went with, um, Lucas was on one side of me and my friend Larissa was, and her two kids around the other, other side of me. And, um, look, La- the kids were like, wow. And Larissa and I were bawling. <laughs> like <laughs> we were bawling, so uh, it was it was really good. I I was a little surprised at the end, but it was it was a really good movie and definitely it's a family friendly one for kids. The kids loved it, loved it. Me, I'm like, oh, that's good. You know, I was kind of like, I'll go get some more popcorn. Yeah, I'll go. But once the end came, you I could was totally, go to the
0: bathroom. It was I could go to the, the bathroom in it,
1: but yeah. the kids couldn't because they were just like totally in. But it, again, it was really good. And the unicorns in that are the greatest things ever. I'm sure you saw them in the. Uh,
0: yes, we did. Commercials.
1: Yeah. The unicorns yeah. are the ones that are like digging in the trash.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it did look funny. It did look like it was going to be a good movie.
1: Yeah, it was uh, good. So that was my uh, happy story was that we still got to go to movies and it was good. And again, I'm not uh, grateful for like everything, please.
0: All right. Daily Winning One time. thing. well uh daily Winnie goes to the Mongol or not the Mongol Derby the gaucho <laughs> Derby winners uh, they we have winners now they finished yesterday after a grueling time and we in first place with Marie Griffiths of the United States Claire King of the UK then Chris Peterson of Canada. Courtney Kaiser of the United States, Corey Downey of the United States, and then, uh, Louise Daly of the UK and Laura Redvers of the UK. They started off, they rode most of the ride together and they wanted to finish together and they came across holding hands. um, and then Stevie Del- Delahunt and Dylan Delahunt uh, came across the finish line together as well. And then in 10th place was Hannah Bickett. And I think our guest coming up later today to talk about uh, travel and things, and she posted that she can't wait to see him. and I think she knows the winner. So we're going to ask her a little bit later about that. So we'll learn some more hopefully later on the show about the winner. And then we'll get them on. We always get the winners of the these conversations. Competition's on, so we'll have him on to tell us all about it.
1: Um, gosh, my daily Winnie goes to, and I gotta find Kristen McFarland. Kristen McFarland is a listener of ours, and usually on Sunday nights, I post in our horses in the morning auditor's Facebook page. Hey guys, what is your equestrian first world problem? Well, she decided to take it uh, a step further and to post. She's like, here's her post. I know I can trust you all to not tell me off for trying to find humor. So how about instead of first world world equestrian problems, we tell each other first world COVID-19 problems to make us feel less freaked. What petty problems has social distancing caused for you? I can start. I need to get my bangs trimmed, but now I'm going to have to cut them myself. Or (laughs) I really need to take my adorable new puppy to preschool, but classes were postponed. And she says that she does have real problems. But again, this is supposed to be a fun post, and that's what we do. So, Kristen, thank you for giving me such a great segment for today, and we will be reading all of your posts in a little bit.
0: There were some interesting ones <laughs> in that batch. Hey, a couple of quick things. Uh Land Rover, I know everybody we don't, you know, we don't cover the virus too much here, but I know a lot of you, including Jamie, are going to Land Rover. And they did a post about thirty minutes ago that said we will release an official statement on of the status of Land Rover the next few days, admittedly, as a small nonprofit organization. Did you know they were nonprofit? The people I could have guess
1: because I know some of the women that work on it and they don't get they don't get paid okay, I, do paid to do it. I, so. I just
0: thought it was a for-profit corporation like the rest of them. Uh, anyway, they said, we may not be as nimble or as fast as for-profit companies in situations like this. Please be patient with us as we work through the details of this unprecedented situation. In other words, they really didn't say anything other than we'll get back to you later. So that's the latest there. Hey, I got to do something. Jennifer and I got to do something really, really cool on Friday. It seems like 10 years ago, but it was only on Friday. We got to go get a tour with the operations manager, the big guy, in charge of the whole place and all the construction going on at the World Equestrian Center here in Ocala. So it's about three miles from our house, and you've heard us talk about the World Equestrian. I, there's nobody in the horse world that hasn't heard about it yet, I don't think. Uh it is it's It's 4,000 acres. It's going to be the largest... A equestrian center in the world, no question. And after we took the tour, there really is no question about that. So he drove us around. He was very busy. This guy runs the whole operation. He was answering texts and phone calls while talking to us, while driving us around the complex and answering our questions. This is the biggest multitasker I've ever seen in my life. He's the perfect guy to be running this operation. So Jamie, they have 400 workers every day on the grounds that's how many people are working on this place at a time. And wow. l- let me tell you, there was a lot. There was every piece of construction equipment time. It's a thousand that you could imagine at this place. So he started us out. There are four indoor arenas, heated and air conditioned, but they're so big. Each one of these can seat 1,600 people. So imagine even bigger than the old indoor at at the Kentucky Horse Park. And nice and new and brand new and imagine it with heated, heating and air conditioning. Now those four huge indoor arenas that you could do different types of events and they're going to put different footing in. So like they'll put footing in for rainers and they'll put footing in for jumpers and dressage. So they'll have different arenas for different events. Are all connected by heated air conditioning air conditioned hallways to multiple barns. I, I, I we must have passed these huge barns and they must have been. There must have been eight or ten of them. They have 2,100 or 2,200 heated air-conditioned stalls. What? That are connected by these walkways to the indoor arena. So you never have to go outside. Like in the summertime when it's 1,000 degrees and you're going to die here. You don't have to worry about that.
1: Oh, my God. How, I just can't even imagine the money oh, that it would take right to now, begin to run that. The
0: estimate we have is that it's, he's probably up to about $750 million. Oh,
1: my God.
0: So then that's just the arenas and and the front barns. Then you go and there's some barns separated off to the side that that are still heated air conditioned but aren't part of the walkway. And those are for other events and other things that are going to happen, I guess. And there are a bunch of those barns. And then... You come around a corner and there's the hotel that they're building, which is not, I would say, not even half done. And I don't know, you know, if it's going to be slowed up because of getting stuff out of China. You know, I think all construction is going to slow up a little, but it is huge. It's going to be 300 rooms and this is going to be five star hotel. This is going to be top of the line hotel. And it overlooks it's it's in the shape of a horseshoe. And in the middle of the horseshoe is the Grand Prix arena they're putting in. Now, the stands aren't up in that yet, and it's a sunken arena. It's actually sunken down, and I, I assume they're going to build it up with some with footing and stuff. And they're putting top of the class, top world footing in all of these arenas, every arena. And so, if you have a room at the hotel, your balcony or your you know, window or balcony will overlook the arena. So that's kind of cool. And he, he this said. This is insane. I'm sorry. Did you say he spent $750?
1: million dollars so far?
0: Yeah, well, he bought up 4,000 acres of prime real estate here in Ocala. So that was part of the big bill. And apparently, from what I'm hearing, he's paying more than fair prices, like above market for he's not cheating anybody <laughs> so he's being very fair so then you go around the back and this is a part we've never seen before some of this we can see a little bit from the road so we've been watching it all along and then you go behind the hotel and that's the part i didn't know existed and back there they already have built an eight thousand seat arena with the stands it looks like it's ready to go the the arena's in the footing's in lights are up it's the size of the Rolex Arena, the outdoor Rolex Arena at Kentucky Horse Park, and it's sitting there, ready to go. It's oh my
1: beautiful. Gosh. It is
0: beautiful. It is beautiful. And behind it are rest. There's restaurants scattered all around. They're building buildings for individual restaurants all around the property. There's going to be a number of restaurants in the hotel. Uh, and then y- there's outdoor rings. There must be 20 outdoor rings and every outdoor ring has, has the little porticos, you know, the little, uh, Things that are built, looks like a picnic pavilion by each ring mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. people to hang out and not be in the sun. They have that at all of the outdoor rings. And they're putting the top-of-the-line footing in all the outdoor rings. Uh, you, then you keep going, and this place is enormous, by the way. So we've been driving for maybe 15 minutes at this point. Uh, you go by, they're building two more big buildings in the back. And we went, what are those? And they, he said that is the um, expo space for very large expos. Uh, and they're also planning on doing all kinds of events, dog events, full, full concerts in the arenas, you know, just everything. Um, they haven't started construction yet on the bowling alley or the movie theater, but they are planning on doing that. Uh, the church is built. There's a band, there's a church right there in the back, kind of sits up on a hill and overlooks everything because they're, they're a very religious group. And then we, you know, as we're driving by all of this, and we haven't even gotten to the campground yet, as we're driving by all of this, I said, you know, this is going to take, you, the, whoever has the golf cart concession is going to do very well because it's a big place. And he said, oh, we've already bought 500 golf carts.
1: Good God. <laughs>
0: so, were was, you with him? What's that? For the tour? Were he, you with? Oh, he was driving us around in his truck. <clears throat> so so we're driving up and then we come to the campground, which you can see from the road. They put a wall up now so you can't see it too good. And apparently, I think they had, we're going to build 150, 200 spots. They're like making that huge now. They're expanding that. I said, what's all the bulldozers out in the back of the campground? And he said, oh, the campground's expanding. We, we're going to need more. They have this hole that used to be a lake that's all full of trees and brush and crap now, like Florida does, and they're going to dig it out and put the lake back. So, <laughs> <it's, Ugh. laughs> the, up, and that then the the second part of the expansion and phase expansion is going to be in the back. The other 4,000 acres, where they're going to put in many farms, I guess like uh, five acre farms, and they're going to sell the lots and people can build their own farms and stuff throughout the property. But it will all be connected and self contained in the property. They have gates that are, they must have spent $500,000 on the gate system, you know, to fancy stone everywhere and palm trees, full grown palm trees. They must have brought in 400 full grown palm trees. <laughs> they're just everywhere. This isn't it's an it will be the it will be Disney World for the horse world. No question. There's no I question. just
1: I can't even imagine the excess that is taking place down there right now. I mean, my gosh.
0: Well, wow, it's, it's,
1: what an cr- amazing amazing place. And of course, we're, just, we're
0: seeing all properties around it now that were residential or are all going up as commercial now because now we're going to see we, you know, we're going to see hotels popping up, restaurants, we're going to see everything popping up around this center. It's there's no question. And they are going to, I mean, they don't plan on doing just horse events. It's going to be everything. Dog shows and uh, he said, we want to have a full line of concerts in here. There's no real big concert venue in Ocala. So it, it kind of fits. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, J- Jamie, <laughs> I God, can't he wait can dream
1: big, it. can he? He's just, what an awesome, well, awesome vision. And he has the money
0: to put behind it. It's all his money. It's all the family's money. Um, you know, Robert's trucking is who, who does it. And it's his mom and dad and him who basically are running the operation. I didn't meet her, but she was there. Ma, you know, uh, Mrs. Roberts was there. Uh, But I didn't meet her. I I can't wait for you all to get to see this place. I mean, it was a, you know, it was a construction site. You know, it's still a construction site. They're supposed to open in January for horse shows. And they've already have 10,000 stall nights booked.
1: When do you ever hear of things running and building time ahead of schedule? Like they've pre-booked. Things are ready. They're the just arenas will be ready. Day.
0: You know, I'm not sure the hotel will be ready. I don't know about that, but uh, you know, who knows? They probably will be. The way they're going, uh, it's just incredible. It is it's an incredible, incredible place. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's th- literally three or four miles from our house. Are they doing studios? I don't know. I don't That'd be know. Cool. We can wish. <laughs> they will have a media center, and they're going to have a. Uh, they're going to be ven- permanent vendors, and of course, temporary vendors for each show. But there will be permanent vendors scattered throughout the complex too. So tax stores, yep. <laughs> like we don't have. There's eleven tax stores within ten miles of where that's going to be already existing. <laughs> so I don't know. We have a lot of tax stores here. There's a first world problem, huh? <clears throat> that's amazing. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Chemin Industries. We have a challenge for you. Grab a bucket, drill 20 holes in the bottom, and then fill it with water. Then see how far you can carry it before it's completely empty. Actually, don't do that. It's a waste of time and a perfectly good bucket. But you know how the experiment ends, and that's with an empty bucket. Well, what you might not know is that your horse is intestinal barrier leaks like that it's also known like as a leaky gut syndrome and it can result in various health and welfare problems in fact gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses good nutrition and attention to gut health can alleviate the negative impacts of stress and help promote immunity performance healthy weight nutrient absorption, and a positive attitude. Kemen is the industry leader in gut health solutions. For optimum gut health, ensure your feed includes Clostat and Budapurl ZEQ from Kemen. Learn more at Kemon.com slash leaky gut. slash leaky gut. And you can learn more about what they do to help your horses stay healthy. All right. You want to call our guest? Let's do it. Cut there. 20. I do
1: have that list too. Yep, and we have the previews. I didn't know you'd talk for. See, you never, you never know how long you're going to talk about
0: something. Yeah, no, and I've for, totally forgotten about the world of questions. It, Jamie, this place is incredible. It really is. All right. Um. So let me call the guests. You
1: didn't even get your daily winnie done, did you? Yeah, I did.
0: Okay. I did the winners of the couch gotcha. show. That's right. I'm gonna ask her about that first. Packing? All right, calling. Hang on live listeners.
3: Good morning, this is Renee.
0: Hey Renee, it's Glenn and Jamie calling from Horses in the Morning. Hello. How are you today? Good. So, um, we're, we're live now, but we're going to cut this part out of the uh, podcast. Just wanted to chat with you for a minute. I wanted to, uh, you know, obviously when you were booked for this, uh, travel was a different story. We're, we're trying to keep yeah. things as positive as we can on this show. So the way we're going to, I'm sure. going to come back in and I'm going to say, you know, someday we're going to be able to travel again. And, you know, we want to look forward to that day and kind of go that route. Um, okay. So then we'll talk about what kind of trips you do and, and that kind of thing. We're just trying to keep it as positive as we can. Also, do you know? Uh, do you know Marie Griffiths?
3: I do. She's one of my uh, whips at my in my fox hunt, and oh. she uh, she's she's yeah. Can I I've ask you about her first because
0: she won obviously? So I want to ask yeah. you about that first yeah. if you don't mind.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't know a whole lot about the details, but because I think she's still down there. But, but no, we um, can talk. Yeah, absolutely.
0: T- we're going to have them on. We ha- we had them on before the race. We'll have them on after. But we can at least talk about her. You can tell us a little bit about the winner. Uh, so that's I- fantastic. That'll good. be good. All right, cool. All right, let's. Uh, I'm going to count us back in, Jamie. Um, and Jamie is here as well. So we're ready. In three, two, one. Well, we have Renee Daniels on with us of Montana Horses Magazine, which launches soon. Also, a member of the Big Sky Hounds. She was on the fox hunting episode a while back. Uh, But we're having her back on because she also runs a travel company. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get into all that, Renee, one of your friends won the Gaucho Derby. Tell us about Marie.
3: Yes, she did. Marie Griffiths just won, and she's also down there with another friend, Corey Downey, who I believe they were riding together for quite a long time. It looks like in the standings she came in fifth, so they came in in the top top ten in the world's toughest horse race.
0: Wow. So tell us about Marie. Is she tough? (laughs) She must be.
3: Yeah, Marie and and Corey both are very tough. Um, The girls ride with us um, as part of Big Sky Hounds. They both whip in. And Marie's kind of an adventure seeker. Well, almost any, any of us here in Montana that ride horses tend to ride a little harder than most, and it seemed like Patagonia must have been very similar to our home country. Marie also did the Mongolian Derby ah. uh, two years ago or three years ago, and she also won that. So she's, ah. she's, quite a, she's quite a rider and quite an adventure rider, and when she puts her mind to something, she goes all out. So the first year that she started riding hard with us, training for the Mongolian Derby, she and another gentleman that's also a member of our hunt uh, both went. And they used the hunt to help them condition because we're putting on quite a few miles in, in the wintertime and under extreme conditions. And then she did the same thing again this year, although I think she trained harder this year than she did even for the Mongolian Derby.
0: So get this, she wins the Mongol Derby, now comes back and wins the the inaugural Gaucho Derby. That makes her not a triple a double crown winner.
3: Right. <laughs> I wonder what the third would be. Yeah. I think she was a little bit nervous about this one because uh, well, I don't know if they were nervous or they thought it was a it was a good challenge, but they um um they it had never been done before, so they didn't really have a um a, you know like an itinerary and the planning and the logistics that would go into a race like that were being formulated as they were racing. But that's kind of right up Corey and Marie's alley. Well,
0: and- so
1: she won the Mongol Derby and then went out and won the Gaucho Derby. The money must just be pouring in. <laughs>
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> that and a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. That'll get you a cup of coffee. Here. I Uh-oh, think they yeah. spend quite a bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right.
1: It costs like $20,000 each. So Yeah. yeah.
0: It was wow. yeah.
3: yeah. And what a and badass, super, She is a badass, and, and she's super dedicated to it. When she makes up her mind to do something, she thinks about it about a year out in advance, and she saves all of her pennies, and she's very disciplined about it.
0: Wow. Well, congratulations to all of them. Anybody she that rode not in own it,
3: her own horse. <laughs> What's that? We're so proud. I, You know, there's like this little, there's a, there's, we're very, very proud. We've had three now in our little hunt that have gone on to race in the Mongol Derby and the, and the, and now the Gaucho Derby. Pretty, pretty impressive.
1: That is good. You
3: well,
0: guys
1: they, are tough, yeah, well, Montana girls. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I noticed that uh, we talked about it last week. They got caught in a huge snowstorm on top of a mountain where they had to go rescue them, basically. So it, now yeah, I can see I why our, would...
3: our girls made it. Yeah, our yeah. girls made it through. That was no problem. I mean, that's some, that's you know like Tuesday in Montana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny.
3: Well, and here's the other really neat thing is that. um there's a Montana girl that was running first place in the Iditarod at the exact same time. So we're kind of proud of our Montana girls here.
0: Wow. Dang. Very cool. Well, then cool. tell
1: us about what you started talking. to. Speaking of Montana girls uh, and Montana horses, talk about your new magazine that's going to launch.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm launching a new magazine called Montana Horses Magazine, and it we go live uh, April 1st. Uh, with our website, our online news source, and then we go, our first print edition, it's a monthly magazine, goes out June 1st. I'm very excited about this. I've been thinking about this project for about 20 years. And as you know, in the publishing world, it's sort of an up and down deal with the internet. However, any Montana magazines, based magazines that were horse oriented have gone out of business. And they have many, many years ago, I think, with the advent of, of, you know, groups on Facebook and the accessibility to news online. Well, there is now a great need for it. And so there's, you know, Facebook just, um, just uh, banned selling animals online, which leaves a lot of us with no place to advertise our horses for sale and to network, especially when selling horses and buying horses is such a great part of, of our industry anyway, at least here in Montana. So this is a central location for all things Montana Horses. We're a place where we have a central event calendar. All of the events in Montana go through our event calendar. And then all of our associations in Montana have a place to be on our website. So that, and then we can also, we also offer horses for sale and properties for sale, et cetera. But there's nothing like that right now. I think as Facebook gets bigger and bigger, and that's what the avenue that most of us use, um, you, you know, you can't It it becomes so large that you can't access the information that you really need. So that's what Montana Horses Magazine will do. It will offer all the information that anybody needs in one place.
0: Well, that's great. I mean, I think we're going to see, I I do think as the trend goes on, we're going to see more and more of the local magazines, new ones popping back up again where they went away 10 years ago. Uh, yes, exactly. I, I think we're seeing that with podcasting too. We're seeing a lot more local podcasts and they're kind of taking the place of the morning drive radio shows that were local that are now just syndicated national shows. So there's no yeah. local, you know, radio like there used to be. And I, that's where local podcasts are coming in too. So I do think we're going to see more of that. So good on you. Good for you. Uh, now, and as Thank we you. learned, it, it, you should call it Montana's horses magazine, where the toughest horse women in the world live. That should be your tag. That's line.
3: right, and, and that would not be lying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That should be your new tagline there. I wrote it for you. Uh, (laughs) Talk to us about redneck travels. Now, you know, obviously with uh, everything going on, we're all thinking, you know, that some of us like like even Jennifer and I, our travel plans are up in the air. But we are going to be able to travel again someday. And we're all looking forward to by the time we are self-quarantined and out of the house, we're all going to be ready to travel. So you started a thing called Redneck Travels, which I love the name, by the way. So tell us about that (laughs) and what you do.
3: Well, Redneck Travel started about 20 years ago, and my slogan very quickly became worldly travel for the culturally challenged. And that's really what we do. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's a group of, so about 20 years ago, I got married in Mexico, and, um, um, I, I, Brought sixty people down to Mexico on a week long itinerary and got married there at the same time. so the logistics that went into that that wedding were so so fun and so involved and this was twenty years ago before we had a lot of um, internet access, so you know trips to the library to you know travel books and planning you know food and lodging and cars and activities for 60 people in Mexico was quite a feat. And I loved it. It was just something that I loved. And the people who went with me were ranchers. We're all ranchers and farmers and horse people. And, and the, so the people that went down there were all ranchers and farmers and horse people Well bringing a bunch of cowboys down to anywhere <laughs> is, you know, you you know, you know what it is. And so it very quickly became named Red Deck Travels. And we would take, um, We started out taking mostly cowboys, um, all of our friends who have winter basically off. We work hard during the three other seasons, but then we have a little bit of time off in the winter. And the the last thing we want to do is look at a horse or be in the cold. So we go to places where we can have novel experiences. And in my opinion, that's really what, what I do and what it's all about is offering A novel experience to people, something that they've never done before, because I think that when you experience something unique for the first time, it opens your mind in ways that that reverberate throughout the rest of your life, just coming across a novel experience.
0: uh, So So that's what
3: I try to do.
0: I want to ask you about that. First of all, I just got a message from one of our live listeners that's asking, are the Cowboys single? (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know what <laughs> many of them are
0: <laughs> there you go there's yeah. your answer so um,
3: yes, m- many of them are in fact i've got a trip i've got a trip in may that this person should come on <laughs>
0: <laughs> well tell us about a trip coming up tell us about one or two of the trips coming up
3: so i've got two trips coming up um i try to take four a year sometimes always group so basically what i do is group travel and itinerary planning and i also guide over the years we've sort of I've sort of swayed away from Costa Rica and the Virgin islands and Mexico and the Bahamas and more into, we do some European tours in um, Italy and France. And that's really where that, that culturally challenged um, came in when you see a bunch of cowboys walking through the Louvre, that's a whole <laughs> different story. <laughs> so, so I've got two, two trips coming up now. Um, the first one actually is a destination trip here in Montana. And this will be the fourth of the year that we've done it. I think I've talked about this with you before too. It's called the Miles. It's in Miles City, Montana. It's called the Wild West Extravaganza, and it's May 9th through the 17th. And it is a week-long total immersion into Miles City, Montana, which is a very iconic um, uh, cow town here in Montana during the world-famous Miles City buck and Horse Sale, and we fox hunt. So we have a bunch of fox hunters that come to Montana for 10 days. We hunt these vast, beautiful Montana ranches. And then we also enjoy all of the cowboy sport that happens during the bucking horse sale, which is actually a rodeo. Last year there were, um, oh, I don't know, 30 or so of us, and we, we syndicated and bought a bucking horse during the Miles City bucking horse sale. So <laughs> this year we're also then I don't know if we'll buy another bucking horse. What's, what's it doing trip. right now? Yeah, what's the Tell bucking us, horse
0: doing yeah. at this point?
3: <laughs> I hate to admit it, but um, he he came out strong, and then, and then his desire to buck sort of... Um, fell off a bit. So he's not performing well in the rodeo circuit, but he is potentially going to become a fox hunter. There you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You cannot train they they have to be born to buck, man. They it just comes from their soul, you know. I I, I've I've learned a lot being over at Monty Roberts ranch, uh a lot about the bucking horse industry. And it is it is an intense, intense thing. And those horses Either they're awesome buckers or, like you said, they go be ranch horses or fox hunters. I mean, that, they're such right. big, giant, solid, well-bred horses that they end up doing really well in other other avenues.
3: That's right. And, they, um, you know, they either like it or they don't. And they're just like any other animal athlete. They're, some of them are good at it and they're bred for it and some of them are not. You know, we saw a lot here in Montana. We do mostly our own training. We don't, You know, it's a little different where, than on the coast, I believe where everybody's got a horse here in their backyard and we all do our own trading and training and et cetera. And a lot of people um, would sell us horses that they thought would be great. We had a little practice string for the high school rodeo kids and they thought that it would be great and the horses would stay bucking. But more often than not, in fact, it's very rare that any any of those horses that would actually stay bucking. But it sure is, it, it sure is something if, if, if you don't want a bucking horse. They often don't.
1: <laughs> it is amazing too how many of the bucking horses I mean you you get a good bucking horse, they're worth a ton.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I you know, I don't know I don't know how the the Miles City sale compares to the rest of the bigger sales. Miles City's been going on for I wanna say seventy some years. And um I don't know how it compares monetarily, but those horses are selling they're selling for in the ten to twenty, thirty thousand dollars, and these are prospects. These aren't your finished horses.
1: hmm Yeah, they're very, they're pretty cool. Well, um, so well, I, I want to ask ahead, her
0: real quick about this next one uh, because this is one that I, I, think will perk the ears of some of our listeners, and that is the you have one coming up to Dublin, to Ireland. Yes.
3: Yep. So I have another one coming up in July. It's the fourteenth through the twenty, or the yes, yeah, the fourteenth through the twentieth. And we're going to the Dublin Horse Show. I have a tendency to go to Ireland a lot, and I've never been in the summer. In fact, I've been very few places in the summer, but this will be a first summer trip over to Ireland. And I'm taking a group over to the Dublin Horse Show, and we're staying at a castle and doing all kinds of other fun things for the week, in addition to the show, uh, falconry, and of course, some treks up into the Wicklow Mountains, horseback, and golfing, and all of those quintessential Ireland That's things. So, are you guys traveling kind of
1: all around the country of Ireland, or is just sticking around Dublin?
3: We're, we'll just be sticking around Dublin this trip. Primarily within a 60 mile radius of Dublin, which takes up a good portion of Ireland. I was going to say that is Ireland. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got to go do the falconry at Ashford castle, which is kind of on the West side, closer to Galway and oh my gosh, w- what an experience. So that
3: should be a really oh, yeah. amazing
1: trip. Ireland, all of Ireland, no matter what time of year is awesome for something.
3: Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about a summer trip. Um, I usually go over with fox hunting groups in the spring usually. Uh, so this will be interesting to not a, not be fox hunting and be just be a tourist. And there's some, we have got some really great fun things planned for not just horse people. So, you know, generally the horse, the trips that I take now are mostly equestrian people. I mean, they're, they're, they're horse related. So, people that come are riders and there's not a whole lot of opportunity for their spouses to really enjoy themselves unless they're into some other sport or some other interest that that closely aligns itself to the horse area. But this time we've got spouses and they're not all men, believe it or not. It's the women that want to go in and do some golfing. And so, you know, my trips are generally, I, I feel that, I feel like, total immersion is necessary into it, a culture to really get a feel for it. So they're not planned tours. I don't do planned tours. I don't do, um, you know, group tours is what I'm saying. Um, I don't do, we don't stay in hotels. We stay in homes, um,
0: castles when we're in Ireland, cause there's so many of them. All right. All and right. We, You've sold me already. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, we're running out of time. Where can people find, right. wh- find it? Where can they go? Is what is there a website or what?
3: Yeah, well right now, um the I've got my website down for Montana Horses because we're going live after April 1st. They can find it at Montanahorses.com.
0: Okay, very good. And uh, uh, we'll put you do you have a Facebook page too?
3: I do. Mine my, my Facebook page right now is the best place to find me is my personal page, um is Renee.
0: Daniels Mantle. And we'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. So if somebody's interested in the trip, is there any spots open for Ireland?
3: I've got two spots left for Ireland. Okay.
0: All right, cool. Well, then they're going to have to get on it. Uh, They have
3: to get on it and we're (laughs) looking forward to traveling.
0: All right. Sounds good. Well, Renee, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it.
3: Thanks Renee. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there you go. That sounds like the trip you had actually. Uh, Traveling it around does. Ireland and doing all fox the Fox hunted
1: in Galway. I did fox hunt though. She's she's gonna skip that this time. But yeah, I mean, Ireland is so amazing, just all of it in the castles and the, the golf, Chad golfed over on the west coast. Oh my gosh, overlooking like the ocean. I look down these cliffs and there's the ocean, there's people riding horses on the beach. I mean, it was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. But if you could take a trip anywhere right now. Travel bans are lifted. There's there's no travel bans and you can do anything you want. Money's not an option. Where are you going?
0: Australia, New Zealand.
1: Oh, my God. Do you want to take a trip with me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would do that, except Jennifer won't fly that long. So I'd be going by myself.
1: I bet she would fly that long if we were going on the man from snowy river (laughs) heritage ride. Oh my God. You guys fly into Melbourne. I I, I can't seem to find the organization right now that somebody tagged me in, but it is a, uh, it's like $2,000 for the whole week. And you ride all through the man from snowy rivers, like where his house was, you go see the iconic hill he galloped down. Oh my gosh, I want to do this. Somebody send me that link again because if you Google uh, Australian man from Snowy River riding, there's like twenty tours, but there was one that was really, really special. Um, and I want to—that's what I want to do. watch you
0: gallop down the hill. Oh, oh my god!
1: Wouldn't sense. that be amazing? Oh, <laughs> I sw- I said I will. I would love to go and do this trip. Like wow! But I better damn well ride a buckskin because that <laughs> is just it. Just now has you're to being happen.
0: Picky, now you're being picky.
1: I mean, don't you give me a bay? I need a buckskin. I'm Jim Craig. <laughs> damn it.
0: Well, we're going to have to hear from Ovation. They had a review by one of their top writers, It's Stacia of Fairwind Farm. Gave a review of the Europa Half Pad, which is one of their terrific products they sell. Ovation sells so many different products. But she did this review, and I have the audio from it. Well, let's try that again. I do have the audio from it, but... You have to unmute it first, and then it'll apply. There we
2: go. Hey, guys. I just got to the farm, and I figured this morning we could do a little meet-and-greet with my buddy Arnock, and I also wanted to tell everybody a little bit about one of our main pieces of equipment that we use to ride every day.
0: Say hi to everybody, Nok.
2: One of the main pieces of equipment that Arnok and I use when riding is this Europa Six-Shim Sheepskin Half Pad. Uh, the reason I use this pad is because when I jump a little bit bigger, I have a tendency to kick my lower leg out in front of me, which isn't necessarily correct. So I use this pad with a little shim in the back, just for a tiny bit of a lift so that I sit a little further forward in the saddle and it allows my lower leg to come back just a bit when I leave the ground. Uh, I would say a combination of proper equipment and Arnox ups have led to many clear rounds.
0: So that uh, six-shim pad is available at OvationRiding.com. It's the Europa Sheepskin Six-Shim Half Pad. Uh, it sells for $149, and it it is cool because you can put those pads anywhere you want them. I mean, take it, put she them in, take shimming
1: them out. herself.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. So I mean, it is really cool, Pat. I know it's been very popular uh, with professional riders. It comes in three sizes, large, regular, and small. It goes down to saddles 15 and up to saddles 17 and a half. So find that at OvationRiding.com today. So do you want to do a first world problems uh, with the twist?
1: First World, gosh, we have so much we could still get to. I just want to tell everybody about the, we're going to play, maybe we'll save it for Friday, Ride Like a Girl. There's a movie called Ride Like a Girl, Glenn,
0: and you have one of the trailers for it. Yeah, let's Um, let's hold that for Friday because I want to do some more. There was something somebody wanted you to do with it, and I want to do some research on it before we talk about it. Okay. Uh, so let's uh let's hold that. I don't. Did we determine where it's playing?
1: Yeah, it's on YouTube, Google Play, Amazon Prime, all of those. Oh places. well, then
0: maybe we'll watch it before Friday.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there do you that. go.
0: All right, let's do that. Let's talk about it when we watch it before Friday. But right now, let's get to some first world problems with a twist. First world problems. First world
1: problems.
2: First world problems.
1: Remember this all started from Kristen and she wanted to do a little twist on equestrian first world problems. And these are coronavirus first world problems. Again, first world. This is supposed to be funny people. If you can't handle it, go ahead. Turn it off.
0: I'll wait. Okay, bye. If we don't see some humor in this, we're all going to go nuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those
1: people are all gone. Now it's the rest of you that like to be funny. Um, Kristen says that I already work from home, but it looks like my husband is moving to work from home as well. And one of us may die. Welcome to the Thunderdome.
0: <laughs> I'm wondering how many marriages are going to break. There's two things that are going to happen right now there's marriages that are divorces that are going to happen. That rate's going to go up. And in nine months, we're going to have a ton of babies.
1: Somebody was showing pictures of like Walmart and all of the toilet paper is gone and not a condom has been sold.
0: (laughs) Baby boom. When's the last baby boom we had was after 9-11. We're looking for another one in nine months.
1: A different Kristen says, yeah, we're having this too. If one of us doesn't start working in the guest room, blood will be shed.
0: (laughs) See, Jennifer and I have done this all our lives, so it's funny for me to hear this.
1: You know what? I gotta say too. Like my husband's on vacation uh, this week. It just happened to, to work out for him to have a vacation week this week. So as far as him flying trips, I I have no idea what his normal schedule is going to look like in a week, um, but after vacation. But you know what's really frustrating for me as <laughs> the equestrian, the 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 coronavirus first world problem is oh my god. I don't want to cook three meals a day. Why can't we just go out? <laughs> I don't make dinner. Uh, I think like, as soon as I finished cleaning up the kitchen yesterday, it was time for another meal. Like, God, feed yourself.
0: There are times <sighs> we go, what can we make that requires the least amount of dishes? And that's what gets cooked.
1: Yeah, I live in this. Again, remember people, I was not lying about cinder block. This is a cinder block tiny home, and the kitchen, if you do not clean up the kitchen perfectly, you cannot use it again because there's no space on in the count. There's no counter space. I bring a chair, and I put it in the middle of the room to hold things while I'm cooking because I have no counter space. <laughs> is,
0: is the new house still under construction, still going on oh, at this point? so
1: beautiful. Chad and I go out there every day, and we just sit.
0: You stare at it. <laughs>
1: We just sit in it like someday we're going to live here. It's going to be amazing. They're going to have like, you know, electricity and water. It's going to be great. We won't. Actually, we decided that if something happened, we would just move in. Like if for some reason they shut down construction because of this stupid virus, we would move in. It'll be fine. We'll be fine. There's a hose outside. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right, Robin says the other day my husband worked from home on a day I was working in our home office and I asked him, Um, do you whistle and hum at your office when you're at work too? Oh my god, could you imagine how There's annoying that'd be? So be many like...
0: divorces. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sandy says, uh mine is on day fourteen of a nineteen day working stretch and we have not pulled knives on each other as of yet. That's a win <laughs> in my book. Yeah, lots of people with marital problems. because yeah. uh, <laughs> they're too close. I get it. They're
0: amplified. I get it. <laughs>
1: Chad, when are you gonna go? Yeah. Um, Mo says I'm working from. I've worked from home for a long time. My husband is a tennis coach, and right now he's still coaching, but he's had a lot of kids cancel, which means he's home, sitting in my office, talking to the dogs about how nice it must be to be home with mom all the time. <laughs> I have 12 projects due by April 10th. It's getting real here.
0: I I know them.
1: (laughs) I I mean, seriously, like Chad comes home and I'm like, I don't have time to stare at you. I know you want me to just stare at you, but I have other stuff to do. I can't just stare at you. Um, Mary says, really, weather? I was supposed to be gone for at least half the crap on crap forecast. That's like the rest of March. But my event was canceled. So now I'm going to be able to enjoy all two weeks of it. She just had like nine feet of snow. She lives in Wyoming. (laughs) Um, Carrie says I feel like people are now realizing that I've always been a hoarder because I mostly shop at Costco and I have like 38 rolls of toilet paper at all times
0: <laughs> where does she live you know, again
1: <laughs> I don't know if we
0: better not give out our address that would be bad.
1: I don't know yeah
0: people storming the uh,
1: house <laughs> Stephanie says people keep asking for recommendations on what to do while quarantined, but not a single person is taking my suggestion to read the stand. I think that's a scary book. That's a book about, it's a
0: book about a virus that takes out the entire world. Not a good one to read right now. Oh yeah. No, I'm not going to read that.
1: (laughs) April says I could have the opportunity to work from home, but I live too far out in the country and my internet connection won't support my VPN access.
0: (laughs) I, I I feel for that. We've all lived in that place. You lived in that place that you got your fiber.
1: I went over to my in-laws and they had dial-up. Ursina um, <laughs> says, I used to work from home, but my internet is awful, but my mom and dad isn't. And they pretty much function in isolation, so I have to go live with my parents and my mom is all excited for all the food she can make me. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> There's a first world <laughs> problem.
1: Like you have to go use your parents internet and and
0: eat their food (laughs) and deal with your mother.
1: Uh, Christine says my company only wants 50% of employees working from home on an alternating schedule starting on Monday. And my biggest fear is the actual only three people I enjoy working with out of 800 are not going to be on my same schedule. (laughs) (laughs) You might actually get work done, Christine.
0: Now let's think about that logically for a second. Can I just, uh, so how do you know that the 50 that you have or the half that you have working there any given day aren't uh, diseased? We don't. I, we I just don't. Don't, it.
2: don't,
1: don't, don't pick it. it apart. Don't overthink don't pick it. Okay, apart. sorry. Don't overthink okay. it. It's like have no soul like okay, like right. we do on Fridays. Okay. Uh, Katie says, I am working from home full-time starting Monday and now my kids' schools are closing as of Wednesday. So I have to get 40 hours of work in and help my kids with their schoolwork and when am I going to ride? <laughs> I love Charlotte. She says, I need my nails done so bad. The nails on this barn girl have always been non-existent until I moved to Florida and learned about gel, girl.
0: (laughs) I know what Charlotte that is.
1: (laughs) Yep. Marissa says, oh, Marissa, this is so Sad. I have a massage booked for Wednesday and I'm going to have to cancel it. And my back hurts from doing lots of counterworks. works. And I'm like, God, I need my massage. God,
0: there's two places I would not go right now. One is a massage and two is a gym. Hi. I can't believe people, people sweating. It's all, uh.
1: oh, I'm going to the gym as long
0: as they'll have me. All right. So, uh, Good luck so with that. Sweat They're going to be closed uh, by the end of the week.
1: Kelly says, <laughs> I like this one. I really Want a beer, but I don't want to go hang out with random people in a bar. (laughs) Girl, they sell beer. You can take it home. Katie says it's time for self-isolated drinking. It's normally a bad thing,
0: but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, girl, get on it. <laughs> These are hard times. They call for drastic measures.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drastic times call for drastic measures. <laughs> time to drink alone. Uh, Rachel says, by My the way, dog I
0: think that's when we're going to see real problems happen. Is, it, is All the bars and restaurants are being closed in states across the country. By the end of by another couple of days, everybody closed everywhere. The alcoholics that run out of alcohol, that's when we start having crime.
1: I'm wondering if I was wondering, like, is there going to be like massive crime if everything shuts down? Anyway, moving on. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I yeah, just you're going to a it. cabin
0: in the mountains. You're going to hibernate.
1: Rachel says my dog is delighted that I'm laid off, <laughs> but I may <laughs> I need Tommy John surgery after all the ball throwing <laughs> for fetch. She feels entitled to. <laughs> That's so funny. (laughs) You're not a baseball fan. You don't know what Tommy Johnson is, do you? No. It's a, they replaced hair and pitchers as pitchers' elbows. (laughs) It's funny. Um Cynthia says I had my trailer all loaded to haul my mares to a horse show this weekend, which we scratched due to the coronavirus concerns. So then I had to unpack it without even going to the show. (laughs) God. Uh Kimberly says the people in my house. The people in my house think social distancing includes the dishwasher. (laughs) Plus, I had to cook all the meals all weekend. I get it, girl. (laughs) And yeah, the dishwasher does not have coronavirus. You can get close to it and put your crap in it. (laughs) Lily says we have to ration toilet paper in our household at the moment because Amazon can't deliver until Tuesday. And according to my family, I'm going over my daily squares limit. I'm just too afraid of getting poop on my hand. meta says what if our self quarantine is longer than i expect and we get short of food i will have to go on a diet and i'd love food (laughs) uh meta says my husband bought me road to the horse tickets and now it's postponed and then he offered to fly me to florida instead since we have time off work but we don't want to go to the crowded airport uh, Maya Maya says I had tickets to travel to Canada to look at a horse because I'm casually shopping for my first horse as an adult. And I need, uh, Oh, first horse since 1990, but now I need to reschedule. I've got a horse. You can come look She's at casually Very shopping,
0: nice. going to Canada. How, where she That's lived. not casual. Yeah, Maya, that's not casual
1: honey. Yeah, that's- that is full speed ahead. But again, come on down to Oklahoma. I got one really nice one. Um, <clears throat> Tammy says, all the freaking hand sanitizer is gone everywhere. I have one bottle because I didn't hoard, and now everyone else did hoard. I only have that one, and that's all. Hey, here's the thing, you guys. Aloe vera gel, you know, to, to get sunburn, you put, yeah. like— a little bit of that and like a lot of rubbing the, alcohol and oh. you mix it together and then you've got hand sanitizer that's all it is is aloe vera gel and alcohol put a little uh, if you have like uh, but, any of
0: those yeah if you have rubbing alcohol i that was empty at the store too <laughs> was gone. it really yeah gone. um
1: and says my apparently husband. apparently other people go- know about your trick uh, I don't you just wash your dang hands. use soap. My uh, aunt says my husband was going away for work next week, so I could do whatever I want. But now it looks like he's not going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jennifer says with the extra t-
0: <laughs> last one, by the way, we have. To-
1: uh jennifer says that with the extra time at home i decided i would start a three-week intro to yoga and i did not know how much dust was under the furniture in my house and now i do thanks to the downward dog it can't be unseen and now i have to clean everything
0: <laughs> you never get on the floor of your bedroom you oh, never want to look under the bed ever <laughs> Uh, so that's funny. oh
1: my God. there's still <laughs> so many more If we have time at the end, I'll add it. Uh, wait, why
0: don't we do some after the show for the for the auditors? We'll do some okay. po- in the post show. Hey, we have uh, Deanne here from Horse Nation.
1: Hi, Deanne.
0: I thought we had Deanne here from Horse Nation. Deanne, are you there?
1: Hello, Deanne.
0: Deanne, I hear her there
2: oh so i can hear you now somehow my how is the sound quality for you sound good do you
0: sound, fine. You sound oh. fine you're good
2: okay because for some reason my computer decided to use my microphone as headphones
0: yeah oh. yeah that, that happens all the time
1: so oh, i am.: no. it sounds good you sound fine what's going
2: on in the horse nation world Well, you know, it is we're plugging right along, continuing, um, you know, trying to publish great content to keep our readers entertained and hopefully informed and laughing a little bit.
1: I have a complaint that I would like to take up with you, Um, and it really goes back to Leslie, is that at the beginning of the show, I was Googling the man from Snowy River because there's some trips where you can go and ride along in Australia like where they filmed the movie. And I start Googling the man from snowy river trips you can take. And this article, this thing pops up that they're making a man from snowy river part three. And it's supposed to come out in like April of 2016. And I'm like, what, how did I miss a man from snowy river part three coming out in 2016? And then I looked at the freaking date and it was April 1st. And I so pissed at horse nation for, their stupid <laughs> April Fool's jokes <laughs> got me thinking that I
2: missed a in April Snow River Part 3. I'm still mad. Just happened. <laughs> I'm <don't>... fresh. <laughs> and I, I was like, how about this? Was that like from April Fool's last year or how many years ago? Like 2015, but it
1: still popped up on Google. So I would like for you to clear all of that. Okay. <laughs> get rid of all of that. I'll okay. get right on it. I can't Light take it. it. Yeah. I can't take it. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, there's a new map for Snow River. And I was like, what, 2016? What? April 1st, <laughs> son of a bitch, it's Horse Nation. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we can. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Thanks for that. That uh, Stuff you post, last forever, just so you know. And speaking of, you've got a post called Seven Things We Do While Recovering from an Injury. What does that include? Because I tried to ride with a broken foot. I mean,
2: what do we do? Well, so, like, right, we sit around and we shop for horses, of course, because clearly <laughs> while we're recovering from an injury, we should buy more horses. Copy. Um, Can you still hear me?
1: Yes, but there is there a child playing a piano in the background or something?
2: There is a child with a metal um, Kleenex box holder. And, Make of course... His- yeah, absolutely. On the marble floor of the bathroom, which, you know, this is totally the time to do that. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Deanne has a pile of children.
1: She has a big old pile of children. And how are you going to handle this if schools close and have they close? Up? What are you going to do?
2: Well, if so in Pennsylvania, they're already closed and for like 10 days as like per the governor. Our district is closed until at least April 13th.
1: Oh, dear God. And how many children are
2: in your house right now? I have three, but two of them are five-year-old twins. So just multiply that number, you know.
1: (laughs) Um, Oh, my God.
2: The older one has mandatory remote education beginning tomorrow. The younger two are in their last year of preschool, so there's no, like, state, mandated requirement but i believe the plan is to download a lot of preschool resources and while my older one is doing her online learning i think the younger two are going to be doing the same to preserve my sanity and also there's
0: no way the older one's going to do her work if the other two don't have to oh my god how do you get the kids to act especially the age of yours and jamie's how do you get them to actually sit and do it
2: well, I'll let you know next week. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. We'll see. We have, um, yeah, you know, I, my youngest is like, am I homeschooled now? I was like, Yup. <laughs>
1: yeah. That <laughs> yep. homeschooling is a uh, thing. Wow. I mean, p- other people have been training their whole life for this. I've been training a whole, my whole life for like s- hoarding food, but I was not trained for
2: homeschooling children. So we'll see oh. how that goes. Right. And I like have made a very conscious choice to send my children to school yeah
1: we (laughs) did that on purpose yes (laughs) (laughs) well getting back to the article when we are hurt or you know what this actually goes along with when we are stuck in our homes basically exactly we will go horse shop um buy all of the i just bought furniture online did you know you could do that (laughs) (laughs) i haven't even looked at it before
2: yeah, but buying uh, all the things online, I feel like I'm always guilty of that. I have had a couple of knee surgeries, both times following a couple of children. And at the time, I was skiing a lot. And I believe as I was in bed with both knee surgeries, I bought new skis. And so, knock <laughs> on wood, I have not been incapacitated as I've been writing as much as I have. So mm-hmm. I'm afraid what will happen when I'm sitting in bed injured away with, with, uh, my horse habit. Oh man.
1: <laughs> I love these. The, this is an article by the way, um, that is full of gifts and the, I discovered something called a promo code <laughs> <laughs> by, by the formerly wealthy Moira. That's one of my favorite shows. Um, it's, Glenn, have you ever seen the show
0: Shits Creek? Oh, so yes. I oh I I gosh. think I'm through almost all of it now. It makes me so happy. Oh well, yeah, that, it's the one show that, we agree on. You <laughs> turned beyond to that and, and uh Jemmy started watching it and then I started watching it and I love that show, it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, absolutely sorry. I've got um speaking of the six year old who's not in school right now <clears throat> is behind me. Sorry. We good? The purple bag that the, your tablet is right in there in the middle of the living room in the middle of the kitchen um
2: <clears throat> you were saying how are you gonna handle oh my this gosh, I, I feel you right now so i also <laughs> adjunct and teach um a course for pre-service teachers which is moving online this week And I sent an email out to my students today that was like, hey, guys, like, I'll give you more details later, but this is how our class is going to meet. Also, I'm sorry, you will likely meet my children.
1: (laughs) Um, Lucas has been uh, on on the show for quite a long time.
0: Since Since before he was born. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Since before he was born, I was like, I got to go pee again. Um, So, yeah, he's uh, but now he's like a functioning human at six and a half. He thinks he's 12 and a half. Uh, so yeah, good times, good times. Um, let's move on to the next article and it says you're, we're going to get through this, Deanna. We're going to get through this. We're going to have some semblance of normalcy. And this article is called your trainer translated. What is your trainer really trying to say? I want you to read the, what your trainer says, and I will read the, what they actually mean. Okay? Okay. Just, just pick like three or four.
2: All right. Don't forget to breathe.
1: What they actually mean is your whole body is so stiff. You look like a corpse and I'm pretty sure I could grate cheese on your shoulder blades.
2: (laughs) How about let's try that again. That means
1: do it 50 more times until you finally get it right. Because once more is never enough.
2: Is that the one you were talking about? Oh, no, scroll down. That's the one that they they what they mean is last last time was a dumpster fire. So oh, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one.
1: Um, uh, I really like this one, which is the um, left, left. You're either left.
2: <laughs> for the <laughs> love of God, change direction.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. I I have I have put rubber bands. Uh, around girls left hands or right hands and done written with marker l and r on their top of their hands like i can't i can't like something happens when a human gets on a horse and they forget all semblance of d- which direction is right and left what what is it about that
2: well, you why do you think that it's so funny cuz here's the thing like i am directionally usually, usually pretty solid put me on a horse in a lesson and the trainer will be like, "Okay, like change direction." and I'll go to circle around and then instead of like you know circling and just switching directions, I'll keep circling and be like, "What direction was I going?" And I swear the trainer was like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> but my <laughs> goes out the window So I like feel for people on that one,
1: <laughs> yeah, um I'm sure you feel for him, but as the trainer who's yelled that, we feel for the other trainers um, so. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. I get that. <laughs> uh, uh, teaching children, you're on the wrong diagonal. You're on the wrong. You're on the wrong. Di- there's only like there's only two change. <laughs> Just you have a change. Percent chance of getting it right. Do it yeah, the other way. Do it the other one. Yeah. I mean, obviously. So anyway, you can find these and all of your trainer translated on Horsenation.com. dot com. That's a newer article. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Within the last week, I think
1: in the last week so check it out again deanne from horse nation Good
2: girl, luck, girl i'm
1: doing the Cadness, you know three fingers three up, fingers in the air. up I'm with you hang in there sister we yeah, got
3: this too
1: <laughs> horse nation will be uh blacked out for the next week as,
2: <laughs> the, as Just, please, please be kind with the heart with as post delays happen
0: <laughs> oh god bless your heart
2: all right hang in there girl we'll talk to you soon okay have a good day
1: <laughs> bye
0: well that's gonna wrap up our main show coverage for today we're gonna chat a little what did bit. you
1: learn today what did I
0: oh what did I learn today I what did I learn today um, I learned that uh, I learned that Montana girls are apparently the toughest horse girls in the co- world actually stole mine oh you were gonna I use that one
1: uh, I, I'm well, sorry we can both
0: use that one they're apparently pretty tough <laughs>
1: Marie Griffiths won the Mongol Derby. She didn't just compete. She won. And then she goes and wins the Gaucho Derby. We have to get her I on. I think
0: we ah. had her on when she won the Mongol Derby. But we're definitely going to get her back. No question about it. I think they have to figure out how to get home first. Because you remember, they're in Patagonia. Oh, yeah. Air flights, problems. You know, well, so. hell, just give her a horse. She'll make it home. <laughs> She'll get here eventually. She'll make it. Yeah, so we're going to uh, definitely have to talk to her. No question about it. And the happy
1: story is that horses are good for children. Okay. Because how many of you, I'm just going to dip through it real quick. Childhood memories. How many of you guys have great childhood memories of being around horses or being in the barn? Yes. Children also need responsibility. Do you know what Lucas's job in the barn is to sweep the barn aisle and he feeds the dogs. Um, There's a lot of health benefits that go along with having horses around children obviously so you know what lucas does in the barn also he doesn't ride horses he rides his bike in my barn aisle (laughs) (laughs) that's where he learned to, to ride his bike so anyway the barn is a great place to take your child to so keep doing what you're doing get them out there especially if you keep your horses at home and uh you need some help out there they're gonna be with you for the next couple weeks start training them
0: Sounds good. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Well, Hang on, auditors. We'll be uh, just chatting for a little bit after the show. Don't forget, we're going to have a Facebook Live, one of our Corona Facebook Lives, on the Horse in the Morning page. I'm going to be speaking to Dr. Ryan later to get rid of some of the myths that are around this. So uh, he's out of Colorado. Uh, More
1: COVID first world problems coming up in the post show.
0: That's right we'll 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 chat a little more extensively about some of those and we'll have a regular uh week of shows for you all across the horse radio network at horseradionetwork.com. that's it everybody out. So, auditors, um, <clears throat> I wanted to mention one thing. Uh, last night, I don't know if you noticed, we had a group chat, and it seemed like everybody hung around and chatted for a couple hours in the group chat in the auditor room. Tonight, what I'm going to try and do is do a group, in, instead of uh, doing something on the horse and the morning page, we're doing that at 5 o'clock, we're going to try and have a group hangout, and I have new software that allows us to have six people on at a time in a Facebook Live. So, we're going to try it tonight. And if you want to join us, you can, uh, if you have a camera and a, and a microphone on your computer, you could, uh, jump in and join us and chat with us and hang out. So I think, uh, I think it's important at this time to have friends to hang out with. And we're also isolated that I think if I do these occasionally, that's going to be a fun way for us to just hang out and talk about whatever. Okay. So that'll be later on. Uh, but in the meantime, y'all got problems, huh?
1: Uh, yeah, lots of people have a lot of problems and they continue to be coronavirus first world problems. And, uh, let's say, let's, let's go back to Kayla. She was next. I work in retail pharmacy, so they consider us part of the necessary personnel and I will have to work through whatever comes. But since I don't have school age kids, I get to pull overtime every freaking day. My husband, however, just got a new job with DTE Energy and he's still doing on the job training and they just sent him home for 2 weeks with full freaking pay. <laughs> like I know we're blessed but like I'm bitter.
0: No <laughs> jealousy there.
1: <laughs> um Bonnie Kayla, says by school- the way
0: thank you for working in the pharmacy for all of us. We appreciate it.
1: Yes. Uh, Bonnie says school is closed for at least three weeks and the weather is perfect. And this is an ideal excuse to stay home with the kids and include daily lessons on riding. Uh, but I still have to go to work. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Dang that steady job that pays the bills, she says. Colleen says, my husband and I are both working from home, but when our cleaning people come and we both have meetings, we can't share a room and I have to call in from the barn. (laughs) (laughs) She said, sorry, was this supposed to be a problem? (laughs) (laughs) Diane says, someone is going to have to come looking for... Someone is going to have to come looking for our bodies because I can't afford to stockpile anything. I've been out of work with pneumonia for two weeks. Ooh, oh, God, she is so she sick is. Of being home.
0: I think she actually, we, I talked to her. She's down our way and I think she actually has this and they didn't have the testing kits.
1: Oh, Lord. <clears throat> Hang in there, Diane. Meta says since I'm doing literally all of my work from home, A, no, I still have to work when others do not. And B, I have extra time to be on the new vocations website and I really want one, but I can't convince my husband I actually need a horse. What? Come on. You're not working hard enough. <laughs> and that is the end. By the way, um I got a message this morning to buy what you're gonna buy now. In two weeks, there's gonna they're gonna lie. They, Donald Trump is going to do. Hold on. Let me read. Let me read the message to you. Exactly. This is something that you're going to see and you're going to freak out, Glenn.
0: Oh, no, but, I probably posted. You didn't read my post this morning, did you? My predictions.
1: I I read your predictions. I, I can't l- look at stuff like that, but there's a Stafford act, which is an email that's going around that, There's going to be a national quarantine. My good friend just sent me this, so get what you need. Within 48 to 72 hours, the president is going to invoke what's called the Stafford Act. I just got off the phone with some of my military friends up in DC who just got out of a two hour briefing, and the president is going to order a two week mandatory quarantine for the nation. Stock up whatever you guys need.
0: We're going to see that. uh, That's one of the reasons I was concerned you were going away. I think we're going to see that by Thursday.
1: That's uh, actually a hoax. That, that no, text message, Stafford uh, Acting, is a hoax. Just so you know, just so you know, before oh, that Glenn is, starts but, freaking yeah, you out, that's the whole I was hearing it
0: from somebody that knows somebody.
1: Yeah, everybody who knows somebody. We got it from a military. I texted from a military friend who knows somebody. Well, yeah, just relax. Just.
0: I would have stockpiles. I think there is going to be two weeks. So I think we're going to be like Italy soon by the end of the week. I know. You do.
1: I know I you do. do. You're all, but you're like at the center of it and you have, um, an immune issue. You but know, I also so. read
0: a lot and I see Europe going down. <laughs> so uh, that's why I think it's going to happen is because just because what's happening in Europe, I think we should have done it two weeks ago. <clears throat> I think we've made a mistake. waiting this long. What do I know? I'm just a radio guy. <clears throat> yeah. Remember uh, the t- disclaimer, never take anything we say uh, seriously. Cause what do we know? Disclaimer. Yes. Don't listen to us. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So Glenn and I,
1: like Glenn is you, when stuff like this happens, you just center yourself right in the middle of it. So like you're the center of a tornado and all the stuff is swirling around you all the time. Me, I step outside the tornado and walk (laughs) about 50 (laughs) yards to the left from it. So I, I don't have the same. Feelings that you have. So if you guys want to not care, you listen to me. And if you want to overly care, listen to
0: Glenn. That's right. And How somewhere in the middle is the truth. <laughs>
1: <all I> <laughs> We're in the middle. Somebody's right. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. That's always the case, though, isn't it? It's always somebody. I'm going to
1: go kiss my horse on the nose, smooch my dog on the face, then go kiss my child, my husband, and then I'm going to go on vacation. Well, I'm going to go into a cabin for three days.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you might be killing each other by the time you come out of the cabin. Who knows?
1: Let's lock down. Let's lock down even <laughs> further in the middle of nowhere with no cell phone service.
0: Oh, that's true, yeah. Well, you're just doing that high. so I won't contact you, isn't, aren't you?
1: I'm just tired of seeing your Facebook lives. <laughs> Get notifications. Glad it's live and I'm like the first day I don't I even listen, know what we sing day day now. What do we
0: sing that this show out? This singing um, thing's getting harder as we go. Uh
1: I think that we should take something completely separate and go with what is it? What is it with girls and horses?
0: If I had known I would have had
1: Templeton ready, it would have been much better. What is it? What?